ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Great Scott Show on a Give Me All You Got Friday. Happy to have you with me this morning, kicking off your weekend, busy sports weekend. The Sunbelt Basketball Tournament continues. The women, uh, UL women will play this evening. We'll visit with Coach Gary Broadhead a little bit later on in the show. We'll talk about the state of UL men's hoops. You know, I was... A lot going on, though. I mean, softball diamond, baseball diamond. We'll talk some Pels and Saints with Gus Cattengill here in a few minutes. I was visiting with someone yesterday afternoon that was asking me about the Sun Belt Men's Tournament and, you know, why the Sun Belt as a basketball conference is not what it used to be. And I said, well, go look at a lot of mid-majors that maybe once, you know, every every so often would get an at-large team and a conference tournament champion in the tournament. Go and look and, you know, 10, 12 years ago and tell me how many of those conferences still do it. You know, I, I think the additions of uh, Old Dominion, Southern Miss, Marshall, James Madison, you know, will they help basketball? A little, but not. I don't think it's suddenly going to turn it into what it was at a time when you had multiple bid teams. Things evolve in the way that college basketball has shifted RPI, quad wins. You know, it, it continues to shift more and more toward the, the the power conferences. And it's why you will, look, you'll still have Cinderella's in the dance, which is the best part of it. But those, for the most part, are going to be conference tournament champions that played their way in and then made noise. Things have evolved. It, it, Things evolve in sports. You know, we'll talk about baseball and how maybe it hasn't evolved great at the pro level. We'll, we'll discuss that a little bit with Gus Cattengill here in a few minutes. But there's evolution in all sports. I mean, look at look at the running back position in the NFL. Saquon Barkley on the trade block. Well, it was a bad idea for the Giants to take him number two overall just a couple of years ago in the 2018 draft. The running back position... Taking him high. In, if you're going to take a running back in the first round, it needs to be back in the 20s, right? And Saquon had a great rookie year, even though the Giants were really bad. And since then, he's, he hadn't done great. Ezekiel Elliott, all that money, the big contract, number four overall pick. Talk to a Cowboys fans, they'll tell you, man, Pollard played better than him last year. Tony Pollard, by the way, a fourth-round draft pick in 2019. Just look at recent history. You know, your first-round running backs taken in, in in the first round the last couple of years, well, it was late in the first round. Last year, Najee Harris, 24th overall. Pretty good rookie year. Travis Etienne, Jennings Zone. Well, he got injured and was put on IR after getting hurt in a preseason game against the Saints. But we'll see what he has for the Jags, what he has in store this season. I'm rooting for Travis, but 25th overall, late first round. Right? In 2020, only one running back taken in the first round, and that was Clyde Edwards E. Lair, and it was at the end of the first round. 
Jonathan Taylor, best running back in the league right now, arguably was taken in the third round. Look at 2019, Josh Jacobs, only running back taken in the first round. Only one, 24th overall. Good enough player, late enough in the first round, okay. But then you look at 2018, Saquon Barkley. Your other first-round picks that year, by the way, at running back, Rashad Penny, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb went in the second round. 2017, Leonard Fournette, fourth overall. Did that work out for the Jags? I mean, Lenny did some things with Tampa, but fourth overall, no. Christian McCaffrey, big contract, big usage, big injuries. Dalvin Cook, round two. Joe Mixon, round two. Alvin Kamara, round three. James Conner, round three. Marlon Mack, not, not in the same class as the ones I just mentioned, but round four. Aaron Jones, round five. This, if you're going to get a run, I mean, 2016, I mentioned Ezekiel Elliott. Only running back taken in the first round, fourth overall. Derrick Henry went in round two. Things evolve. 2015, first running back off the board, top 10 pick, Todd Gurley. That wasn't that long ago. How's that working out? It can change. Things evolve, whether it be in college hoops, whether it be in the NFL, whether it be in Major League Baseball. We're going to visit with Gus Cottingale here in just a little bit, our Saints and Pelicans correspondent. He joins me each and every Friday. We'll talk some Saints and Pels with him. about. We'll talk MLB lockout in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll visit with Coach Gary Broadhead. Uh, then we will have open phone lines. We'll talk about the state of uh, UL men's hoops. We will talk about what happened on the diamond last night. Softball diamond between UL and LSU. A little bit about what's coming up this weekend with UL and Southern Miss on the baseball diamond. What's happening with the Pelicans, all that and more. It is all coming your way. It is a give me all you got Friday on the Great Scott Show. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Life has changed. Now that's an understatement. And the way people choose which business to work with may be the biggest change of all. They choose where they'll shop before they ever leave the house. They'll search to find what you offer, your hours, your location. They even want to know what other people are saying about you. So if they can't find you online, you're already out of their selection process. Let Town Square Media help to make sure you get found online and most importantly on page one of Google. We have no contracts, no upfront fees, and no cost for updates ever. Find out more by calling 337-233-6000 and ask for Brian. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So I used the savings from switching to Progressive 30 years ago to buy tickets to the championship game. You know, between those two teams that didn't exist 30 years ago? Yeah, I'm a big Alaska Palm Trees fan. Which is a team now, in the future? So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $69.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Do you want the best for your car? Then fill up with premium at Circle K. Circle K Premium is our best fuel with double the cleaning detergent. 
protecting your engine from corrosion and damage so it can work at its best. And that, my friend, increases your mileage. For more cha-ching in your pocket. Plus, when you fill up with premium at Circle K, you can save up to 20 cents per gallon. Offer valid Thursdays or Fridays at participating stores. For details, visit CircleK.com. Circle K. How convenient. TrackBone wants to know, are you an influencer? A big live streamer? No? Then guess what? You don't need an endless data plan. Get just the right amount of data with TrackBone's $40 unlimited talk and text smartphone plan. Now with 8 gigs of high-speed data and unlimited carryover on America's largest, most dependable network, now with 5G. Get the data you need at the price you want. Track phone wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. 5G-compatible device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Wouldn't you love to win a beautiful home and help veterans in the Acadiana region? The Post 69 Project Patriot Home Giveaway is happening now. Buy your ticket at post69projectpatriot.org for your chance to win a beautiful home in the Birchman Oak subdivision in Lafayette, Louisiana. The house drawing will take place on March 31st, and the American Legion Post 69 does amazing things for the community. Programs to help veterans find resources, educate the business community about why hiring vets is a plus, advocates on behalf of veterans in Washington and throughout Louisiana. They offer activities for youth and more. And for this home giveaway, you can buy a ticket for yourself and buy a ticket to help win the home for one of four very deserving veterans. An amazing cause we can all be a part of. All proceeds stay in the Acadiana region. Again, post69projectpatriot.org. Buy your ticket at post69projectpatriot.org. You could win a home. You will definitely help a veteran. The best in national sports is on ESPN Lafayette. Every weekday morning from 9 to noon, the Dan Patrick Show with Emmy Award winner Dan Patrick and crew bring you the best in sports talk. Titans running back Derrick Henry feels like he belongs in a different era. They let you know Derrick Henry's coming right at you. Just try to stop him. The biggest names from the biggest game the Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on ESPN Lafayette. Your teams, your talk, your station, ESPN Lafayette. Coulda, shoulda, and woulda. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a big skin quarter mile. Are you serious? They all play here. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is the NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the great Scott show on a Friday. Give me all you got. As he does every Friday, our Saints and Pelicans correspondent Gus Cattengill joins me from the Crescent City. We will uh, get back into some Rage Occasion sports talk uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. Opened up the show with a little bit, among other things. But here to talk some Saints and Pels with us is Gus 
Good morning, my man. What's happening? Hey, buddy. How are you? It's always a nice uh, week when the Pels are winning. Jameis Winston's throwing. Um, the Cubs aren't out of it. You know, it's all, man, all, you know, it's a good, it's a good time. It's it was interesting. You, you mentioned the ML. Well, you didn't mention the MLB lockout, but I you made a joke about the Cubs in, in regards to well, it. They can't lose if they're not playing, Scott. Um, what, like what? I, I put a poll up on our on our Twitter page this week. You know, like how do you feel about the lockout uh, and the fact that you know games will be missed? I had three choices. Right, devastated. Um, a little upset and don't care. And don't care was the one that had the most votes, right? Basically two thirds of them. What, like for major league baseball, man, I mean, I know they're meeting and going back and forth, but people keep referencing the strike of what 94, 95. And it was really bad for the sport. But I tell you what, before that happened, the sport was in really like, it was, the popularity of it was really high. You're going into a lockout right now, and it's not like it's the most popular sport right now, especially amongst the youth. Like when we were kids, there were a lot more kids our age back there and, you know, late 80s, early 90s, at least in my mind, that sort of followed baseball, that had their favorite players, that had the stars, that had the – and now, I don't know, man, just that younger generation – I. I, I feel like if depending on how long look if they miss you know twenty games or whatever okay whatever it's no no big deal but if they miss like if they were to miss a season now I'm not predicting that but if they were to miss a season the damage that would be done to Major League Baseball would be five times as much as what happened back during the ninety four ninety five work stoppage it would be catastrophic they have to play a season this year. And if they don't, I, I feel like the they're they're just the irreparable damage, Gus. That's how dire I think it is, honestly. I don't think you're over exaggerating, man. And and you know, seeing this week nationally, people talking about it as well, Scott. Um, I think one of the things that you look at is you know, like it's funny. How, you said it too, and it's not you know anything that you say bad. It's just. It, I almost think it's almost like petitions when it comes to, you know, the kids, the youth, the younger generation, which you're absolutely correct. My, my kid's five, and he has no clue. Now you could say, what does a five-year-old know about baseball, something like that. But, you know, I would say I would argue, and it's probably a good thing, right, but the people in this part of the world, say Louisiana, probably hears the word baseball. And, Scott, wouldn't you agree probably immediately thinks of college baseball, right? LSU, UL, down here it's Tulane, UNO, you know, La Tech was ranked, you know, 15th this past week. I mean, all of that, right? I mean, when I think baseball, I would probably say more kids can relate or can probably pinpoint to a game with mom and dad or just dad or just whatever, and catching a game at a college baseball park. And and that's rare because that's why it's so big here in the SEC, other conferences, and just other parts of this state. Baseball is big. But here's the thing. It's easy for politicians to say, you know, it's all about the kids that helps get things passed, gets your attention, and I get that. But, you know, they're saying it now about baseball. But, Scott, you know what? You can apply the same thing to me. 
I'm a baseball guy. I'm a Cub guy. I cried when the World Series won. But, Scott, it, it's just it's so hard to, to get into it year after year when it, it's just, it just the phrase tone deaf seems mild with some of the language that I would probably use to where baseball is right now. They're not even talking about this week. And they didn't even agree to walk away from the table here based off of the issues that are hurting the game right now, that it's not viewable, watchable. It's almost four hours. The amount of pitchers now, um, I mean, a starter is, what, four or five innings max, and then it's 15 pitchers between the sixth inning and ninth inning. And it's just the stoppage, how long everything takes. And I, I get that's that whole boring thing, but if you actually have some sort of attachment to it, and you did that, you may not even mind the time, but the reason it's getting so long is because of all of the different relievers that you have. And, you know, it's just, it's just hard to, to attach yourself to the team. I never thought 160 was too long when I was invested, right? When, when I could follow the team, I could watch the games. I knew who the players were. Um, you know, look, I talked about it on our show this week, Scotty. The NFL, it's crazy. Like, what, what, what made them the the pastime? Like, how did it become the pastime, you know, of this country? Like, how did it be? How did it pass baseball, man? I mean, baseball players back in the day when, you know, my dad was a kid. I mean, he told me the time he skipped school to watch the Yankees play in the World Series, you know? Um, and, and you couldn't even watch that. So I understand and hear the, well, ratings are down and it's too long to watch. That's not what made baseball popular. When you think about it, Scott, Baseball was America's pastime when it was mainly on a radio. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? It was how it was broadcasted and portrayed, and those guys were legends and things of that time. So I heard you, buddy, and I think that's one of the things that really stands out to me is I think it's an attachment to the plane, I mean, to the, um, to the game that really changes it. And I think – you know, not seeing guys like Mike Trout, who everyone says is the best player in baseball. In, in baseball. Scott, have you ever watched him? He's at, has he played in a playoff game? I honestly don't know. Name me the last time you saw Mike Trout play the Angels, make a play that you saw that was the last time you saw him play in a game, period. You know? <laughs> no, that's what, that's what I'm saying. And look, and I get it that it's the West Coast, and that's what people say. Well, you know, it's the West Coast. Dude, stop it. Because here's the other thing, right? You know exactly who Justin Herbert is. You know who Matt Stafford is. You know who the Rams does West Coast team. You know anything about the Lakers? They don't play till 9 o'clock. They play at 9 o'clock every single day when they're at home. And we all know about them. So, you know, the, the argument about time zones and all of that stuff, it, you know, how do you market players and all that stuff? Look, man, here's the other element to it. I don't know if you have noticed this the last few times you've gone to games, but I think the players have just become detached to be honest with you, too. And I think a cultural thing sort of exists here as well. You have a lot of Latin American players. And, you know, it, it's tough maybe to market that, maybe not. But I, I don't know if that is part of it. I, I don't know because you've had greats that have been Latin American players here in the past. Um, I think, no, I think I, I think you can I, do I, it. Like, I, I think it comes no, to a foreign player. A lot of it just depends on, um, you know... Like, you look at uh, uh, Otani, right? Like, I mean, he was, got the nickname Showtime, right? Played 
for the team that Mike Trout played for. By the way, Mike Trout's been to the playoffs one time. He was one for 12 as the Angels got swept by the Royals. Like, you look at Otani last year. He was the biggest star in the league. And and I get it, right? It's, it wasn't Latin. It was it was Asian. He's from Japan. But you've seen Latin players do it. I think it really, it, it's it's the personality. It is how big of a star they are. And it is really up to MLB to market said player. Otani, yeah. the fact that he could pitch well, and hit Diego, dingers man. and San do Diego's all this stuff. The, they just... Yeah. San Diego has a great, you know, team, and they're primarily Latin American. They, like, these are all the arguments that people keep saying. I, I don't know that it's a cultural thing as much as just, like, uh, an ownership in baseball. You mentioned right? it earlier, just being too too much in the past. I mean, Gen Z, we're talking about the youngest potential sports fans that could follow baseball they're they're just cut different, man. I mean, in terms of their options and their attention span and and right. what interests but, you know, them, Scott, like it's it's not it's different. And if you don't keep up with like baseball, it seems like they listen to their fans that are already watching it all the time, but they're not listening to the people that are like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the fence. I take it or leave it. I'm probably going to leave it. Like here are some things I would do. Those are the ones they're not listening as much to. And yeah, you could tell they're still making profit. They're still doing this. Sure. You want this thing to thrive anyway. I I, I feel like a a long, hopefully it's not a long work stoppage because I don't I don't want I want Major League Baseball to thrive. You know I want to see Scherzer pitch for the Mets this year. I do. I just think they're in a bad bad spot right now. You know I think the other thing too is when we were talking about what, what makes you know the NFL and the NBA um, so much more popular um, and, and easy. To, to I guess succeed here. You you brought up culture and stuff like that. Uh, baseball overseas, man, is a huge culture, right? I mean, just like basketball sort of thing, but like in Japan and Korea, I mean, baseball is huge. I mean, we were watching their games when, when our season was canceled and not playing because of COVID. I mean, it's it's huge in Latin America. That is the way out of situations that you can improve on. I mean, I. I literally found out that a family member of mine is a Cub Scout um, in the Dominican Republic. And, and, you know, so there's academies like baseball is a huge thing. So why is it not succeeding in America? That's the thing that's to be so clear, Gus means a Chicago Cubs Scout, not like yeah, an actual Chicago Cub Cubs, Scout, yeah. just to be clear. No, yeah, no. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, and the thing is, I think the thing that really stands out to me is when you look at all of the things that, that I guess have helped the NFL – and NBA, Scott. Um, yes, it, it's marketing. It's all those different things. But I also think the structure of the sport. And what I mean by that is, I think the reason the NFL works, man, is you, you still have an honest on making the right decisions, doing the right things. You have to have good management. You have to have good coaching. You have to have all of that. No, no one's saying you don't. But what the NFL has intelligently done is they say if you make those decisions and you do it right, you will have a quicker shot than not to succeed. And I'm talking about that. I'm talking about how the structure's been put place with the draft and, and to help teams that have not won be in position if they do the right thing. I mean, look, the Browns. The Bengals for several years. The Jaguars. If you don't have good management, if you don't hire the right coaches, it's not going to guarantee you to do it. 
right? And it's still a crapshoot. It is a bit of a lottery. It doesn't mean that you get the first pick and you draft the quarterback that that guy is going to be a franchise leader. I mean, look at how many the Jets have gone through. Look how many the Browns have gone through. The Bengals have gone through at quarterback at Kelly Smith and all those. So, but the structure is there that if you can hire right, find the right player, get your scouting department in order, you can be the Bengals this past year. The Giants have two picks, man. What, like top 15 or something? The Falcons have a couple picks. The Pan, I mean, like, you've got some teams that have not won, and you have chances here. So, in baseball, you got Max Scherzer this week. Kind of sarcastically in the tone was so – it rubbed me the wrong way when he was like the CBT, you know, thing that they're arguing about. And it's, you know, the tax, essentially, like the NBA luxury tax. Baseball sort of has it. They think they're being used as a salary cap, and the guy's just chuckling about it. And he's like, we don't need that. You know, the Padres have a higher payroll – than the Yankees. And I was talking to my baseball guy who comes on every week, and he's like, look, he's taking the one stat, the one year that that happened to happen. But again, as I just mentioned, culturally and whatever, the Padres had to go out there and spend. They re-signed some of the younger faces of baseball that were really fun to watch. But you have to spend $200 million. Like, And not every organization can, not every owner wants to, and here's the problem. You got the Pirates and others that don't want to spend more than 45 or 60. Then you have other owners that are willing to spend however much they want. So, what the problem is, is you have some owners that are ready to whatever it takes, and other owners that are just simply not going to do that, or they'll do what the Nationals and the Rockies and some other, you know, clubs have done, the Indians. Scott will they'll spend that year because they feel they have it, and in the next two years they tear it down. The Brewers did it, right? So it's not a long-term sustainability thing. Why does the NFL work? Here's a salary cap. That's what you have to spend. Like you have to spend it. There's a floor and there's a ceiling, right? I mean, like the, the, you have to spend a certain amount. In the NBA, here's the cap. Got to spend it. In the NFL, here's what it's two something. Got to spend it. I mean, that so you have to do it. If Major League Baseball set the you know, salary one thirty-five, one thirty, and every team had to spend that. I think you have what you have in the NFL and NBA. Look, the LeBron super team thing—it was a it was a small phase. What you see now, though, Scott, when you look at the Eastern Conference, and I know Gus, stop it. The Nets and Sixers—it's still two. It's still two. It's you know Embiid and Harden. It's you know Durant and. Kyrie, you know, and you could throw in Simmons if he ever played. But for the most part, what you're seeing now is let's go with two big stars and build a team around them. When you look at the Eastern Conference, starting to fill out, starting to look good. Look at the Western Conference. You've got so many teams. Like the Memphis Grizzlies aren't made of four superstars. They got one tremendous Jordan Kobe like young guy, Ja Morant, and then they build around their team. Again, the model exists there. There's a luxury tax for the teams that say we're going all in. We're going to pay a dollar for every dollar we go over the, the the salary cap, and they're allowed to do it. But other teams can be competitive and do that. And I think when you have a player of Max Scherzer's, you know, status, and he's a lead negotiator for the players, and a guy literally thumbs his nose at you about this whole notion of salary cap. 
when his contract's like four hundred million, but there's minor league players and other guys that are making literally like forty thousand, there is a problem. And when you don't see that the competitive balance makes the game better, that's why it matters. That's why people will watch honestly on a Thursday night whatever game the NFL puts on. They will watch the Chargers take on the Ravens, even though I'm a Saints fan and don't even watch the AFC. Why? Every game matters because all those teams have a chance to play and win. Opening day, we missed it this year. We like to say, Scott, realistically, I know the first game of the year the Cubs play, they have no shot at winning the World Series. Because they had to tear it down. They had to get rid of players. They had to cut their salaries. And they're Chicago. They're the Chicago. They're a team that won the World Series. Their owner can't afford it. Their owner. So until baseball does that, where here's what you have to spend, and here's the cap, and everyone spends equally, I, I, I don't think it has a prayer to ever replace or equal where the NFL and NBA is. I don't think it has a prayer. And quite honestly, it's being talked about as it could happen. Scott, it's dead. It's never going to surpass the ever two sports. It's never going to do it. ESPN Lafayette, uh, best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. That is Gus Kattengill. I'm coming to you guys on a Friday morning from the ESPN Lafayette studio, sponsored by Bet Rivers. Every day at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, Louisiana, you'll find line specials, daily boosted odd, parlays of the day, and more. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app, the best Louisiana sports betting experience. Learn more at BetRivers.com. Coming up later in the show next hour, we'll visit with Gary Broadhead, Rage Cage women's basketball coach. The women will uh, be in action tonight at 5 o'clock from the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. We'll talk about the men's game from yesterday, uh, softball, baseball as well, what's happening. We will hit on all of that next hour. But right now, Gus and I started on MLB. Gus, I want to talk a little Pels and Saints with you, and why don't we shift into the Pels now, and then we'll take a quick time out and do something shorter on the Saints. But um, something special is brewing right now because in the past, you have a, a star player, face of the franchise, perpetually, I, that's maybe being oft injured, right, uh, star in Zion Williamson, and no one really knows, and they release a medical update, and it – they didn't say he was having surgery, so that's a good thing. He's maybe doing basketball like too, but he's still out indefinitely, and he's probably not going to play this year. And there's certainly been drama there, and yet despite that, the Pels still have so much positive mojo, for lack of better words, happening right now in the culture that Willie Green has built. You know, they've won three in a row. They've dominated since the All-Star break. I mean, I, it's only three games, I get it. But when you consider that this team is... 10 games were, you know, under 500 after starting 1 and 12, after starting 3 and 16, after starting the way that they did. Willie Green said all along, look, it's going to take some time. We're going to be playing a lot better in February and March than we are at the beginning of the season. Boy, that's without Zion Williamson, and he was absolutely right. I mean, look at what they're doing right now. Brandon Ingram, uh, the guys having fun together. It's as far as, you know, a 9 or a 10 seed in the play-in, I mean, that that. That's happening, barring, you know, a, a significant injury setback. The McCollum trade, I again, there are a lot of people apologizing now that were like, okay, I was wrong. I thought that might not have been the best move for the Pels. You know it wasn't me because I was telling you for a month, if you can make that deal happen, make it happen. But, you know, seeing the, 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 the blender 94% capacity, right, for a game against the Kings, 
when Zion's hurt and medical updates or that he's still not playing indefinitely. And yet the team's selling out the lower bowl for season tickets next year and all this stuff happening right now. I mean, as, as awful and horrendous as last season was, they're, they're working with something right now, Gus. I'm not just saying you can look at the overall record and say, ah, whatever, they're not that great. If you're actually watching this team, you can tell that something special is brewing. Are they, are they winning a playoff series this season? No, I'm not going to say that. Maybe a play-in, sure. But uh, it's, it's not so much about here today. It's about tomorrow, next season, this season. It feels like they finally have the right coach. They've got a star in Brandon Ingram that is happy and really wants to be there. They got another one in CJ McCollum who seems to be fitting like a glove. You potentially have Zion. That'll, you know, that'll sort itself out one way or another. But man, there's something special brewing right now with the Pelicans, Gus. And it's been a while since we could say that and not saying it and hopefully, maybe, but actually say it and mean it. You know what I mean? Man, I don't know how you can't feel that or think that, right, Scott? I mean, there's just so many things about it. And I know I've been saying it on, on our show when you come on and, and on yours, man. I'm like, you know, I, I've referenced the season in different phases. And, you know, there's the buy-in. And then I think there's, you know, what, what we're seeing now, that secondary buy-in and, and now results. And, uh, and But it all starts from the ground, man. And it starts with Willie Green. And I, I think what's incredible is he got these guys to somehow come together, play hard for one another. We touched on it, how we think, you know, the day that they came out and said, look, Zion's going to be out six to eight weeks, I think was something that they needed. I think the fan base, because it was just every day, what, you know, when is he back and all this other stuff. And then it was just about the players on the court. Then it became reason. Remember I told you the next phase was they're giving me a reason to watch, right? Going into the calendar year, they, they gave me a reason to watch. And, you know, guys like Alvarado or whatever, all of a sudden, you know, they, they became, they're fun. I mean, they're hustling, they're playing defense, Brandon Ingram, it's his team. Then they make this move that Pels fans, they, and it just goes to also show you too, Scott, how much the fan base here has shifted, right? Like up to that, your show, my show, how many GMs called, right? How many GMs on our, on our Twitter feeds? And what I mean by that is fans that want this trade or that trade or send this guy here or, you know, bench this guy. I mean, like people are invested. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's knowledgeable. It's not, Hey, well, I guess he's going to, who is this guy? I mean, you remember that Scott, there were days where people don't know who those guys were. Right. Or I had a neighbor down the street. I pass all the time and you don't have Pels or ESPN stuff on. He's like, yeah, I don't watch basketball. But, you know, they're, they're just, it, it, it stings. And he's bringing up Ron Artest. And I'm like, man, the league hadn't been like that for 20 years. I mean, it's, you know, you're not having a rest. Bringing up Malice at the Palace, which was, ni- which was no, 19 I, years ago. Come on. Right. But that's what I'm saying. You had fans that, you know, whatever. And then after AD left, you see that they don't care. I'm like, you're just not educated about it. It's not that you don't care. It's one player. And then the organization didn't do this or that. So you lay out. What's the difference and, and what's the difference? And I think one of the things that you've seen um, that's really helped, Scott, is guys like Kendrick Perkins, well, nationally, you know, hey, relocate the franchise because I ain't happy. And, and, you know, you have people going online and 
just defending the organization, defending the team, defending Willie Green. After the trade, C.J. McCollum talks about specifically what Willie Green is doing. Brandon Ingram last night, or two nights ago in the postgame, is sitting there, you know, I think it's the last thing Jen Hale asks him. And it's, you know, why, why are you playing so well? It's like Willie Green is doing everything that we need him to do to put us in the right spot. I mean, it, he has total trust of the players to the point where, you know, I, I have to spread, Scott. You know, we focus so much on money, championships, star power to try to get other superstars to want to play. Let me tell you something. The fact that C.J. McCollum said Willie Green was a reason he okayed and wanted to big. Willie Green going to Devontae Graham's house during the All-Star break to let him know that he needed him to come off the bench. That's not I've, – I've talked to other coaches, like my basketball coach at Tulane. You know, we talked about that on the recent road trip when we went to Wichita State. I'm like, have you ever heard of that? He's like, no. The normal thing would have been to you know, call him in the office and – talk to them at practice and that's the setting that's the building that's the office but to do that is different and it that that travels man that travels that that word of mouth is the best word of and when a free agent's leaning one way or another in the future maybe next year with that people when you get full healthy zion in theory that 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 goes a long way so those are all things that you hear you see but then you're seeing it on the court i mean scott the Suns, the Lakers, and the Kings were, were, were wins. I mean, decisive wins. But why? Ball movement, defense, working together, chemistry, man. Um, it, it just, it's fun to see. Like, there's legit basketball reasons. You can tell me Chris Paul didn't play. You can tell me Anthony Davis didn't play. You can tell me the Kings made a trade for Halliburton. I get it. Zion Williamson, the Pelicans suck well. That's a you problem if you don't have a player that's healthy or hurt or whatever. I mean, it is what it is. You got to go win the game. You're still good, you know. So, um, but they they took advantage of that in the past. They played teams that didn't have players and couldn't pull out that win. So now they're playing teams that aren't as strong as them, and they're winning decisively. They're out hustling. They're out working. And when you watch Trey Murphy, who again. I think more fans are upset that he doesn't play than he is. And he's standing next to Brandon Inger with Najee Marshall, a guy that earned a contract last year because he was playing so many minutes and was basically non-existent for two-thirds of the season so far. And now all of a sudden, he is coming off the bench. He is playing. Those two guys are, quote-unquote, Brandon Ingram's bodyguards in Wednesday night's you know, post-game press conference. That's, that's all you need to know right there, man. I mean, like, Everybody's in. Everybody's in. And I think what C.J. McCollum did on the Thursday after the All-Star break, his 39-second soundbite of saying, leave the big fella alone. He's trying to rehab. I talked to him. I got him. When he's back, we're going to welcome him with open arms. Um, You guys are making it a bigger deal. We're moving forward. He did exactly why you want a guy like that in your locker room. He's the president of the Players Association for a reason. In 39 seconds, he ended it. In 39 seconds, he ended it. He moved it forward. He moved it forward. From that point on, no one talked about it from that point on, right? Ali Kosell, as a matter of fact, writes a column of, you know, maybe we need to move forward and stop picking on him. And all it's like, that's why that guy 
is so important. That is actually why they try to sign a Chris Paul. They tried to sign a Kyle Lowry. They tried to sign a player like that for that reason. He's the voice of the team, not necessarily this team or that team. It's, I think it's Brandon's, but they can coexist and they can do different things. But when CJ speaks, everyone listens, media, players, everything, and he shut it down. I, I think the last week has been incredible when you think about it. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Gus Kattengill has been our guest. We're going to take a quick timeout. We'll come back, talk some Saints football with Gus. Uh, the Saints, you know, I, I was talking to our buddy Mike Neighbors earlier this week, and he had some things to say about, you know, how he's not completely sold, that the Saints are completely sold on Jameis Winston right now. We'll talk a little bit about the QB spot and the tight end spot as well. It's coming your way next. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. The Great Scott Show continues with Gus Katnia right after this. Consolidated Government is hosting its annual Debris Drop Saturday, March 5th from 8 a.m. to noon at both Brown Park and the Robus Show Center. Waste accepted at the event includes old wood, metal, furniture, appliances, carpet and padding, construction debris, and tires. There is a limit of five tires per person. Items that will not be accepted include hazardous materials, automotive batteries, chemicals, compressed gas cylinders, and any power equipment with a gasoline engine. Only waste items from residents of the city of Lafayette and unincorporated Lafayette Parish will be accepted. Please expect to unload your items. Non-compliant loads may be refused. A complete list of items accepted can be viewed online at www.lafayettela.gov or residents may call 337-291-8529. Do your part. Participate in the debris drop-off this Saturday, March 5th. Stop by churches for the high-flying flavor combination of our Texas tenders and shrimp meal today. It's butterfly shrimp alongside made-from-scratch Texas tenders. Serve spicy or original for six bucks. Churches, welcome to the great state of flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole-in-one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. Confession. The only thing I love more than spring itself are the savings I just got at Kohl's. I'm talking 50% off new patio furniture, cute and comfy sandals for under 35 bucks, and long sleeve tops for just $11.99. Not only did I earn Kohl's cash, but because I'm a Kohl's rewards member, I got an extra 25% off too. I mean, extra savings and extra sunlight. Hello, spring. Select styles, 25% Kohl's rewards offer ends March 6th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. 
Have you been thinking about moving up in your healthcare career by training to become a practical nurse? At Delta College, our next classes start soon. So now is the time to come by, take a tour, meet our instructors and students, and see why Delta has graduated so many successful practical nurses. You can also meet with our team to see what financial aid options you qualify for. Visit deltacollege.com slash pn today and start moving up. We'd love to meet you. Patty in the Park is back. Patty in the Park, Thursday, March 17th at Park International, presented by Bud Light Next and Go Auto Insurance. Gates open at 5, music starts at 5.30. Rob Bass, Tone Loke, Quad City DJs, Wayne Toops, and Clay Cormier. Tickets available now at eventbrite.com. $20 in advance, 25 day of. Kids 12 and under, get in free. Patty in the Park is back, Thursday, March 17th, Park International, presented by Bud Light Next and Go Auto Insurance. This is Ed Horrell, founder of The Kindness Revolution. In my corporate talks, I like to reference a theory which scientists have been unable to disprove, and it theorizes that given the perfect atmospheric conditions, a butterfly flapping its wings in the United States can actually result in a hurricane in Japan. So why not think before you take even the smallest action today? Remember that your slightest actions might change the direction of someone else. And to learn more, check us out at thekindnessrevolution.net. The Acadiana Amateur Baseball League, Lafayette's only men's adult baseball league, is currently looking for players for the upcoming 2022 spring season. If you miss playing competitive baseball, no matter your skill level, then the league would love to have you join one of the teams. The AABL is open to anyone at least 18 years old. Games are played at various parks throughout Acadiana, mainly on Sundays. To sign up, simply fill out the player registration form found at the league's website, which is AcadianaBaseball.com. And for more info, follow the league on Facebook under Acadiana Amateur Baseball League. Hey, sports fans, this is Rich Eisen reminding you to catch the Rich Eisen Show every weekday from 12 to 3 on ESPN Lafayette. Now, back to more of the Great Scott Show with Scott Prather. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Friday. Give me all you got. Coming up next hour, we'll uh, visit with Rage Acacia women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead. Cajuns in action tonight from the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. We'll talk about uh, the state of the men's program a little bit later as well. Get you set up for what's happening on the diamond this week and what happened on the softball diamond last night as well. And I want to remind you guys, before we get back into it with Gus, about Patty in the Park. St. Patrick's Day. We're less than two weeks away, y'all. Patty in the Park happening downtown Lafayette at Park International. We got a great music lineup for you. Clay Cormier, Wayne Toops, Rob Bass, Quad City DJs, Tone Loke. Are you kidding me? Yes. No, I'm not actually. I'm serious. All are performing at Patty in the Park. You can get your tickets right now for $20 at any Legends location uh, or online at eventbrite.com. Patty in the Park, sponsored by Bud Light Next and Go Auto. Gus, before we let you run this morning, man, I did want to talk briefly about the Saints with you. And I was talking to uh, to Mike Neighbors this week, and he's he's in uh, Lafayette this evening uh, for a book signing in downtown Lafayette at Boulay Books. And he, um, you know, his book, The Breezeway. But he was saying, based on people he've talked to, he he... He said if he had to place money on it, he feels like it probably will be Jameis Winston as the starter next year. But he doesn't think the Saints are, you know, completely sold on Jameis right now. And I, I said, 
I think they probably want to sign Jameis to, you know, if they if, unless they make a big play via trade or something. But, you know, I think they probably end up signing Jameis to like a, a contract that's like the like an open relationship kind of like, yeah, we might move on. You might move on. It's not going to be sort of a long term commitment yet. We're going to kind of see how this thing goes out. Exactly like last year's deal, no. But if Jameis got a, 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 a you know a longer term offer on the open market, there is a chance he could be gone. I don't think the Saints necessarily want that, but ultimately, I think Jameis will be back. But I don't think it's it's a long term commitment just quite yet. You know, there's a lot of rumors. Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll saying, "No, we don't want to trade him." You know, there's Jimmy Garoppolo, the, you know, the Steelers and the Commanders are apparently interested. And neighbors mentioned maybe him as a possibility with the Saints. I don't know. I don't necessarily see that happening. But ultimately, Gus, um, here we are in March. What is your What are your thoughts on the state of the QB position for the Saints and what it's going to look like next season? You know, I, I hear what Mike is saying. And we talked when he came on and talked about his book a while back here as well. You know, I always say this, man. Uh, it's always what you can go shopping with, right? Um, certain deals look a certain way, depending on, on how much money you got. When you got a little coin in your pocket and you got a little more to spend in the canyon, you got no problem. Um, maybe, you know, purchasing a certain way. But when you don't, and you have to be cognizant of of what you can and cannot do. What I mean by that is even, you know, what was the Thursday morning, I'm listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Mac in the morning show here over on ESPN. And, you know, they're literally discussing about Russell Wilson and what's the best place for him to go and is it worth what, what the cost will be. And, you know, Kellerman's a Giants fan, so he's trying, you know, the Giants should do it. And Keyshawn Johnson flat out said, he's like, yeah, man, but do you want to give up all of that? You know, for a guy that, you know, he's 30-something years old. Now, he did say on Jimmy Kimmel recently he wants to play another 12 years, all that other stuff. Like, you know, it, to me, that's what it boils down to, right? I, I think if if you make a trade for a guy like Russell Wilson and change your narrative and put you in a different spot, sure it does. But what do you give up for it? Two ones and a two, which is what they've been saying between by what they're hearing. You know, you will get up two first round picks. And in a second, you know, we're starting quarterback. I don't know if that's too bad. I mean, in terms of over the next two, three years, they're going to be looking for that quarterback. And if you have a team that's pretty good, then the Saints have shown this ability to be able to draft really well. And you look at, I think, Scott, you and I talked about here. Um, during the season, they have been incredible at filling out their teams with, you know, third to fifth round, sixth round. And like the bulk of their team is that, you know? Sure, you have your first and second round pick, but hey, some of the heart and souls of this team and some of their better players are, you know, late Friday to Saturday players. So with this organization, I mean, I'd be more open you doing that? What if it's three ones, two ones, and two twos, and players, and all that? Are you really winning at that point with what you're going to do? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's an organizational decision if they feel like they want to do that for as long as they want to, and 
you know, win now and be like the Rams and do it to where you know, you've been over a couple of years. I just think when you look at everything, the coaches you kept, the coach you hired, the players that are coming back, it just makes sense financially. It makes sense from a draft standpoint to try to sign James Winston back for, like you said, Scott, two years, 16 to 20 million, 10. Um, but like Mike and like you said there as well, I mean, do you pass on a guy like Bill McCorral or others if they're there at 18? I mean, every mock draft has the same pick in McCorral. So, you know, I think even if you do sign Jameis Winston, doing something like that, if there's a guy that they kind of like, um, if not, I don't know. I, I, I just I keep looking around the league. You looked at earlier this week, back on Tuesday, man, they, uh, or was it Wednesday? You know, the GM and head coach of the Colts basically just kicked Carson Wentz out the door. He's trying to trade Jimmy G. No one's happy, essentially, with most of their starting quarterbacks from the Giants. I mean, Billy Oakley talks about moving forward. They can get Russell Wilson instead of Jalen Hurts. So, you know, who are you going to go get? Like, who's better? Who are you replacing with? So, I guess that's my thing. You know, if, if you're not sold on him, who are you sold on? So, I don't know. It'll be him. ESPN Lafayette. It's it's kind of like what it always comes back to. Like you know, you can do all this other stuff, but ultimately, it seems like you know he wants to be there. It seems like it's not a long term thing. How is he going to come back from the injury? Like he, I think, obviously, you know, Jameis has undoubtedly embraced the team and and all that other stuff. You can look at the stats last year and be like, wow, those are pretty good. If you watch the games, like there was some good, there was some bad, there was some hesitation, and that was with Sean Payton there. Like it wasn't. It, it it was it was it was above average, but I see some folks just throwing out the stats like he was out there playing, you know, elite football all the time, and that wasn't that wasn't always the case. You know, he had his he had his moments. Uh, if you go in a different direction, you know, it's you're bringing someone in that doesn't have knowledge of the system, and again, Sean's not there anymore. Pete Carmichael, now you're calling the plays, but more than that, you're going to have to be the teacher as well. And that's it's one thing to be the play caller; it's another when you have somebody at the quarterback position and and he was a quarterback's coach before he was the OC and he's worked hand in hand with quarterbacks quite a bit. I get it. But teaching someone all the nuances of the offense, that was something coach Payton was really good at, really good at. And, you know, I think, I think wherever Sean ends up next and he'll, he'll do TV, either Fox or Amazon, whatever. And then he'll eventually go back to coaching wherever it is. He's going to go to a franchise where he feels like, okay, there is stability and a lot of talent at quarterback. That's where I'm going. I think he wants to to be somewhere where he knows he has stability there. And the reality is the Saints had stability at that spot for, you know, 15-plus years. They don't have it right now. It's it's going to be a whole new era of Saints football next season. I get you'll have some familiar players back, but no Breeze and now no Peyton. It, it, there's, you talk to fans, Gus, I, you know, you're, you're – you laying down a bet they're going to win the NFC South next year. I know some <clears throat> fans that feel like, and I know you're, you know, an analyst that are like, I think they're going to be terrible. I know others that have already placed a futures bet for them to win the Super Bowl at, I don't know, plus 6,000 odds or 4,500. So it's all over the place right now. And that's, that's kind of my thoughts on the future of the Saints. I, I find myself one day feeling extra optimistic and the next feeling like, oof, it might be a little rough this transition period. 
and I think that's you know the big question. Obviously, everyone needs to know that quarterback is going to be. You know, we were asking the question this week, Mike. I mean, thought about where do like so Monday the fourteenth is the legal day. You'll start having those announcement deals and agreements and principles, what have you. Do you think James is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, start of the new year there? Like, I, I, I'd be, I, I would read it differently, right? Depending on the day, right? I'll be honest with you. Within the first hour, you don't hear something about it. I am interested. If we go Monday, like in the evening, and we wake up Tuesday morning, and you haven't seen any quarterback ties in state, then how do you not think that Jameis either A, isn't the target, or B, there are multiple offers and he hasn't made a decision? If we're on Wednesday, and Jameis Winston isn't the same quarterback, then it, it's either the Saints are targeting someone else or he signs somewhere else. I I, I yeah. think it goes somewhere. Yeah. I just don't. Because here's the other thing, too. Russell Wilson's going to be Monday, huh? But he thinks that is until the, the league year when you can make trades. I don't know how to, if that can happen. So I think everyone out of should wait for Rodgers. I know the Packers sort of feel that before the 16th, he will give them a deadline. I think Scott got back to saying the 16th because Matt LaFleur said it and the, the GM at the Packers said it. I think the start of the league years would be trade or, or do that. So maybe it is Wednesday. I just, I don't know. I, I just don't get the sense and feel that the Saints are in the Rodgers wheelhouse, much less Russell Wilson with so many people recently nationally or Fox, whether it's the shows on ESPN mentioning specifically Sierra wanting to go to a big market. So, when you're hearing things like that, that's agents talking, right? That's people throwing out certain talking points to create chatter. So, if Rodgers and Wilson aren't available, but I just asked a few minutes ago to you, who else out there do you cover that you think is better than Jameis right now, short term? You know, I'm with you. And I think he's sort of like that too, right? What kind of prove it real sort of thing, but Jimmy G? I mean, Shanahan is an offensive genius, like, you know, like Peyton, we talked about this before, you put him in the same neighborhood, and he wants to get rid of Carson Wentz. Yeah. Today, right, so, right. You know, this yeah. Week. I mean, he said, you know, I'll stick my neck out for him. He wants to get rid of him. So who, who, are you, who are you bringing in? And Kenny Pickett, know. Uh, you know, his, his hands measured at the combine at eight and a half inches. So that ain't great. <laughs> Last quarterback with hands that small that had success in the NFL was Michael Vick. And, you know, Pickett uh, has some mobility, but uh, he ain't even close to Michael Vick, let's be honest. That is Gus Kattengale, our Saints at Pelicans correspondent. Gus, I'm going to let you run, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Happy Friday. And, 
you know, quick throwback. Last week, we told the audience, right, if you're Mardi Gras on with kids, you find a good spot, right, not a lot of foot traffic, clean bathroom nearby where you can park. And if you have to pay a little for parking, do it if it means you get those other things. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, I can tell you this, the Prather family followed that advice, and we all had a great Mardi Gras. I did the mother of all strategy this week. Um, we had a flight to Wichita for a game on Wednesday. I took off at 2.30. So I caught a better flight to Wichita for a game on Wednesday. I took off at 2.30. So I caught the battery Mardi Gras strategically at the front, at the very beginning, starts at 10, 12.25, we're walking back to the car. Caught all the trucks, got all the floats, got enough uh, beverage in, got enough, you know, sun, my forehead still burnt <laughs> from the weather. Enjoyed myself a gorgeous day, literally dropped them off. Um, made my way over to the charter, got on the plane, and we were up in the air at 2.15, actually, we took off. So it, it was odd. First time in my life I've actually experienced Mardi Gras Day in two places. And totally, it's true. It is Tuesday, just everywhere else. I mean, we landed at the airport and got to the hotel. I mean, you know, they're having a convention or some things going on in the lobby, it's busy, we all walk in wearing beads and, you know, smelling of beer. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my God, where'd y'all come from? And it's funny, we went out dinner and yep, Outback's full. Team just literally came from New Orleans. It was, was kind of interesting to kind of experience that. That's why we talked about it last week, man. It's a unique environment, man, enjoy it. My wife's not huge into it. My kids can take it or leave it right now, but you know what? I got to sit out there, enjoy myself, and talk to people and get a little sunburn. Yeah. Yeah, what, man. My fun. kids, my kids absolutely loved it. I appreciate you taking the time, brother. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Uh, next week, we'll be deeper into March, getting ready for, you know, uh, March Madness a week after that. And, you know, some more college baseball to talk about. Certainly some more Pelicans basketball, among other things. But uh, we're going to let you run. Appreciate you, as always, taking the time, Gus. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk again soon. Oh, it's a pleasure, Scott. Thank you, buddy. All right. Coming up next, we will visit with Rage Cajun women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead. The Rage Cajuns taking on Texas State at 5 o'clock today from the Pensacola Bay Center and the women's side of the bracket. Uh, Cajuns had the bye. They got their sights set on winning the thing. And uh, we'll talk to Coach Broadhead uh, about that game coming up later today, which will be airing this evening on Talk Radio 960. If they win, they'll play on Sunday. And on Sunday, the game would air on right here, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. But with softball, doubleheader coming up later today. Uh, we'll talk a little ULLSU, what happened on the Diamond, uh, Cajun men's hoops as well, the weekend in college basketball coming up, uh, all of that and more all coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott Show continues into the 8 o'clock hour. Coach Gary Broadhead joins me next. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Now, 1033 on the FM, 1420 on the AM, and streaming worldwide. If you're listening via the stream, it's brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Will Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. Don't go anywhere. We're right back right after this. This is it, Bring it! I jump out the window on 
March 17th at Park International, presented by Bud Light Next and Go Auto Insurance. Gates open at 5, music starts at 5.30. Wayne 2, Rob Bass, Quad City DJs, Lake Cormier, Code Loke. Come on, Patty! Tickets available now, $20 in advance, 25 day up at eventbrite.com and at all participating Legends locations. Kids 12 and under, get in free. Let's do it. Patty in the Park, Thursday, March 17th, Park International, presented by Bud Light Next and Go Auto Insurance. That's the sound of your KFC chicken sandwich order. That's what happens next. Your chicken is Kentucky Fried Order. And that's the sound of your chicken being put on a brioche bun. Brioche buns don't make a lot of noise. Then we add sauce and pickles and serve your sandwich to you piping hot. Order the KFC chicken sandwich. It's Kentucky Fried to Order on the KFC app or at KFC.com. At participating locations, prices may vary. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Your tax refund gets you more at Home Furniture. Redecorate with your refund. Refurnish with your refund. Home Furniture has 40,000 items in stock, in style, and on sale. Sofas, 668. Queen beds, 298. Sealy Queen mattresses, 598. Do more with your tax refund and get the furniture and mattresses you need at the price you want. Plus, no money down, no interest, and fast delivery or free in-store pickup. See store for details. Redo. Redecorate with your tax refund and get more at Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Olivia from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals. Because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. What if you went to your secret hiding place and found just a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? 
Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, make the call. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral. Or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. ESPN 1420, KPEL Lafayette, ESPN 1033, K277DQ Lafayette, a Town Square media station, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the 8 o'clock hour. And as promised, kicking it off with me on this Friday is the head coach of Raging Cajun Women's Basketball. They are in Pensacola for the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, taking on Texas State tonight. Head coach Gary Broadhead kicks off the hour with us. Good morning, coach. Um, You know, when you have the end of the regular season, and I guess that waits until you finally tip it off for the conference tournament, do you get a little anxious? Are you kind of like, do you like the break? Or are you like, man, I just want to I just want to get to Pensacola. I wish we were tipping it off right now. Yeah, good morning, Scott. Yeah, it's, uh, it is, man. I'm ready to tip it off, man. We went through, uh, you know, a couple of practices today. And, I mean, yesterday and then, you know, trying to uh, to get ready. But, yeah, I'm, I mean, once the season's over, I'm ready to tip up. I mean, we, we practice and play all year for this, man. So, I think everybody's anxious to kind of get started and, you know, see where we're at. Now it's not about getting better. It's, it's about winning, you know, trying to get a win you know, for these next three games. Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned winning. You got, you, you've got won a lot in the conference tournament, Coach. You, you haven't been able to get that last one yet, but you played for a conference tournament championship. You know, you got to the final game. Then you guys were, were winning. You hadn't, you, you know, you were still in the tournament, and then COVID hit. And last year, you know, you didn't lose a conference game until – the last game of the of the whole of the whole thing, right? The conference tournament championship. So you have a lot of experience in this tournament. You have some players on your team that have had the experience. What's it going to take to not just keep winning, but finally win that big one? Which I know every year when I talk to you, you're like, "Look, that's the ultimate goal. We want to we want to get to the NCAA tournament." You know, I think we prepare for it all year. You know, we talk about it in August and you know in the summer and all that, trying to say, "Hey, it's going to be important." You know, in our league. It's all about winning the tournament to get to the NCAA tournament. So, you know, we focus on that. And, uh, you know, it's like every game, whether you win or lose, you know, you're all, hey, are you falling forward? Are you learning from it? And, and, you, and you get here. And I think when the kids see the, the light at the end of the tunnel and they're like, man, we're this close. You know, we're three games away. All we got to do is win three more. They seem to kind of put it together, you know, and, they, you know, play together. And to me, it's just who's playing the hardest not always the best thing the team that's playing the hardest is doing what they need to do in the matchups and and so forth and so on so i think that's kind of the big part for us is because i think we prepare them as coaches in the right way from the beginning and with that mindset that tough mindset the toughest team is going to win no, no doubt every every year the toughest team not always the best team wins well you guys you know you beat texas state back at you know i think it was january one it feels like a long time ago and then you guys fell in a close one on the road, a heartbreaker in overtime. What do you take of those those previous two matched up this year, this season, and, and how do you apply it to this evening? Well, you know, we you know we really when we when they came into us uh, in the early uh, part of the conference in January, uh, we were uh, we were locked down. We knew they were really good. They had three really good players, and 
you know, we, you know, to me, defensively, we locked them down and did what we needed to do. And then we'd go on the road and play them. And no, I think we took them kind of lightly because the first time we kind of, you know, to me, we had control of the game. And, you know, even this game went down to the wire, last second shot to lose. But I, I don't feel, felt we had played it well uh, as well. You know, we did, our defense wasn't as sharp as it was. So that's what we're looking at, man. We, you know, in practice uh, yesterday, we just, Lockdown, and we talked about how we got to defend them and what we need to do, and um, you know, and, and prepare them like, hey, and then they're playing well right now. So you know, they got what we call the big three in their scores and stuff. So can we go ahead and match up and kind of do, you know, do some trapping, do some switching, kind of confuse them a little bit and get them uncomfortable on the offensive side? ESPN Lafayette best ticket in sports. Rage Occasion Women's Basketball Coach Gary Broadhead, our guest. Coach, when I talked to you eight days ago after the uh, the Georgia State win, you know, you talked about free throws and, and you said, you know, it, it, it takes the leaders of the team, the players, you know, that's the best teams when the players are the ones challenging, you know, the leaders, a couple of players challenging the other players. So it's not always coming from the coach. And you said, you know, I got to talk to a couple of players about that. So from a free throw shooting standpoint, um, how much has that been kind of the emphasis after practice here leading up to today's game? It's been a big emphasis, you know. We talked about it. Uh, players have have been in the gym extra and stuff like that. We've been moving gyms between Okay and Cajun Dome because of Mardi Gras and all that. But uh, yeah, we've been putting up some free throws, and it looks so much better. You know, it's by confidence. You know, I think they're a lot more confident when they they put in the time and stuff. You know, uh, my senior leadership, even with Brandy being out, she's been a big part of trying to get them to understand that hey, it's going to take every little thing that we. You know, that we can do the little things uh, to win this thing. So, you know, I think that's been helping uh, uh, tremendously to, you know, to kind of keep us going, you know. And, I mean, you get tired toward the end of the season and we're down to nine kids. You know, it's going to be a battle. But with those nine kids, I really believe that we can get it done, you know. But we got to do the little things. Well, you've played 23 games. Um, you've, you know, you've, you've, you know this team at this point, Coach. We're at the – kind of the end of the line here, getting ready for the conference tournament. What is the thing that makes this team tick in your mind? Because every team takes on an identity of their own each year. What is it that really motivates and drives this year's squad? I think this this year's team is when everybody's playing well, like together. You know, I think that's a big part of our leadership. Is It's like there's really no individualism on this team. You know, everybody actually plays better when everybody's playing and everybody's playing. So I guess it's a plus, too, with only having nine, everybody's getting an opportunity to contribute and all that. So they're, they're really not selfish at all. They, they, they really care about one another and they play for one another. Uh, it makes it so much easier as coaching uh, when you see that they're pushing one another, too, you know, to get better. The older kids are pushing the freshmen. You know, sometimes the freshmen will hang their heads, and, but they're always picking them up and, and I, I always say that, man, we're going to win together. We're going to lose together, you know. So we've got to make sure that we're, we're you know, we're, we're all on the same page and all that. So I think that's a big part of this team. You know, the culture is, hey, family. You know, we want to be that family that uh, not everything's perfect in a family, but, hey, can we get through some adversity? You know, every 40 minutes there's going to be some runs. There's going to be some turnovers. There's going to be some things that don't go well. How do we handle them? And it's a lot easier when everybody's on the same page. ESPN Lafayette. Final thing, Coach. Just you know, you you for the second straight year, you guys never had a a player of the week in conference. But as you've pointed out, part of it is that everybody's kind of getting a piece of the pie. You know, typically 
You might have an SID. Just look at, okay, who got the most points, who won. All right, let's put them in there. Um, in terms of all-conference, once again, Ty Doucette, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, first team. Mamie Hallman, not first team, but she was honored as well. Um, did, did did you feel good about how your team was represented? Or, or do you even... Do you guys even care all that much about that stuff? I just I didn't get a chance to talk to you after the conference honors came out. I just wanted to get your thoughts real quick. Well, you know, for me, you know, when the seniors get honored, like Ty do said, for the second year in a row, she wins Defensive Player of the Year in all conference. That's pretty big for her. You know, for the younger kids, I don't know if it really matters. You know, Mamie Holman was third team, but you know, I, we put up D Rice, uh, you know, uh, and I'm thinking that you know she was the quarterback on our club, and because she didn't have the stats. Stat line some of these other people had, you know, you're not going to get her on. And I understand, and that's why the player of the weeks don't happen that much for us. Because uh, for us, it's not about the stat line, it's about the whole team, you know. So at the end of the day, the, all, the biggest thing for all conference for, for us would be to win it all, you know, to have that opportunity to play in the finals again and, and to get it done this year, you know. And I, man, I, I know these kids, man, they would love that. Nothing better to do that, to do that than win, become an all conference player. I promise you that. Well, Coach, we'll be listening, uh, we'll be rooting, and hopefully you guys get it done. And you mentioned Destiny Rice, obviously. You know, we, we've talked about her throughout the season when it comes to sort of the big moments and the bright lights. And here you are as smart as the conference tournament. That's certainly somebody you would want quarterback in your team. But best of luck this evening, Coach, and uh, anything beyond that, man. And, and, and I'm pretty confident you guys will be playing beyond that. But I know you got business to take right, care appreciate of. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, appreciate your support. and and acknowledging us, and, uh, you know, go Cajuns. Thank you, Coach. All right, babe. Thank you, man. Take care. Coach Broadhead from the bus with the team. Uh, they are busy right now, but uh, I appreciate him taking the time. Again, that'll be uh, 5 o'clock tonight, 445 pregame. That'll air on Talk Radio 960. Uh, with a victory, they would play on Sunday, and that would air right here on ESPN Lafayette. And if they win there... And they play Monday in the conference championship game, and that would be on Monday airing right here on ESPN Lafayette. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to chat Cajun hoops, that game yesterday against UTA, kind of the state of that, and Sunbelt Conference men's hoops. We'll talk about what happened on the diamond last night softball-wise, what's coming up baseball-wise, and more. Open phone lines, 337-269-1077. The Great Scat Show. Give me all you got on a Friday. Don't go anywhere. If you've been injured, it doesn't matter if you were hit by a big truck, a smart car, or anything in between. I'm Spencer Callahan. I'd like to help. Spencer Callahan is the one to see. Call 465 LA 21 Primary offices in Baton Rouge. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like the course keeps changing right before your eyes. And in order to maneuver it, you need an expert by your side. That's what Dell Technologies Advisors do. They have the Windows, PC, and tech solutions you need to help you get out in front and stay ahead of the game. 
Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. A start to a simpler experience with Windows 11 Pro. Discover thousands of dollars in new tax credits with Jackson Hewitt. Get a head start on your taxes. Schedule an appointment with one of their tax pros and learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. High prices don't get you a great network. A great network gets you a great network. It's why Total Wireless runs on the largest, most dependable network with nationwide 5G. And now our totally unlimited plan is just $50 a month for talk, text, and high-speed data that never run out. Get unlimited laughing, scrolling, unlimited everything. Total Wireless. Do amazing. Available at Total Wireless stores. Capable device and SIM required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Total Wireless reserves the right to review your account after 60 gigs. Terms and conditions at TotalWireless.com slash terms. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. Have you ever cooked a really fine gourmet meal? Yeah, me neither. (laughs) But I'm told it all comes down to the ingredients. And when I need ingredients to improve my car, the place I go is eBay Motors. Whether you roasted your last transmission, grated your current floor mats, or pureed your side view mirror on a lamppost, eBay Motors has the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. And by the way, if you recently fired up your grill, don't worry, eBay Motors has grills too. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Uh, dashboard light problems? We can help. Our free fix finder service can read your check engine light, ABS light, and service indicator light, and give you possible solutions, verified by licensed technicians. You'll even get detailed results sent straight to your email so you have them when you need it most. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. The free fix finder service, only at AutoZone. Get in More details at AutoZone.com. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Donors choose. Support a classroom. Build a future. Did you know that every year, public school teachers spend nearly $500 of their own money for student supplies? Let's do the math. That comes out to over $1.2 billion a year. And that's just not right. At Donors Choose, we want students and teachers to have the tools they need for a great education. And now, more than ever, they need your help. Here's what you can do. Go to DonorsChoose.org and choose from teachers' requests that support reading, math, science, history, and more. Once a request is funded, we'll take care of shipping everything directly to the teacher. It's that easy. You'll receive thank you letters and photos from students and teachers and a report of how every dollar was spent. Teachers' needs have never been greater. Learn more at DonorsChoose.org. Donors Choose. Support a classroom. Build a future. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes. Their age. The way they speak. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Rich Eisen, and you can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on The Rich Eisen Show. While the team's giving all they got against the opponent, he's giving all he's got on the airwaves. Give me all you got! Give me all you got! It's The Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.
What's up? Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather coming up at 840. Brad Topham will join me. We'll talk a little bit about the UL Baseball Series this weekend against Southern Miss. Always great chatting with some of you guys during the breaks. Heard from an old listener. Goes by the name of Como. Many of you remember back in the day when you call a lot. He uh, in town, called me during the break, catching up. Always good stuff, man. I love and appreciate all you guys over the years. Make this job fun. CSP and Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather coming to you from the ESP and Lafayette studio. Sponsored by Bet Rivers. Every day at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, Louisiana, you'll find daily specials, daily boosted odds, parlays of the day, and more. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app, the best Louisiana sports betting experience. Learn more at BetRivers.com. So, last night at uh, Lamson Park, once again, it was the... The big inning, right? Cajuns might be nationally ranked. They might be 10-3, and three, but the three losses are the ranked teams. Alabama's number two, LSU's number 21, but the Tigers got four in the top of the fourth, and that was it. They were up and running. And, you know, Kendra Lamb, I was, I was a little surprised. She seemed to be a little putting a little pressure on herself maybe in a big role, not something you would expect. You know, I asked Coach Glasgow about that last night about – Certain players, you know, in the bigger games, right, the more hype games. Because one thing I appreciate about Coach Glasgow, and, and part of it's just, you know, the fact that he's a softball coach of a of a ranked team in the Sun Belt, and he says, look, not, not every game is created equal. You want to win every single one of them, obviously, but some in terms of RPI in the future and what your goals are way a little different. And when UL plays LSU at Lamson Park or in Baton Rouge like the Will on Saturday, it's different than when you're playing with respect, you know, St. Thomas in a non-conference game. Here's Coach Glasgow after. And, you know, he was talking about moving runners, and I asked him eventually about, you know, what's what's happening with these kids in some of the bigger moments. Apologize for some of the sirens you may hear in the background is think after the game there was like a fire nearby and you heard fire trucks but here's here's some what coach glasgow had to say last night after the game you know we we got to hold them right there and we just couldn't do it i feel like the youth of this team do you see a difference in terms of their mentality when it's a game like in lsu as you mentioned in alabama do they have a similar mentality in the other games or is kind of the big moments impacting them a little bit? I don't see it with the young kids as much as I see it with the older kids. Okay. I don't see it with the young kids at all. I see it with the older kids. And, and that's, I, I'm thrilled with the way the young uh, the freshmen and sophomores are playing. I'm thrilled with the way they're playing. Is it a matter of the older ones putting too much pressure on themselves? Maybe? I, I wish I knew. I, I don't know. But that's where I see it. You know, you look at, you look at the averages as a freshman and the you know, you look at the stat chart and the freshmen and sophomores, they're playing ball. Now, the games, these big games, they can get a lot better, but I don't see them like, I don't, they don't feel nervous to me. They don't seem nervous to me. 
There is uh, Coach Glasgow, and you know the softball team will be in action uh, later today over at Lamson Park. Got Central Connecticut State and then Louisiana Tech. Central Connecticut State at uh, 2.30, 2.15 pregame doubleheader. And then tomorrow, they'll be in Baton Rouge tomorrow evening for uh, another game against LSU. You know, it got interesting there in the bottom of the seventh last night when LSU had the air and the bases were loaded with one out. And to that point, Cajuns had only struck out two times all night. And then they strike out two times with the bases loaded. In the, in the bottom of the seventh, with a chance to at least put something on the board. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's another L. I'll say this, Megan Schwarman looked really, really strong when she entered. After struggling a little bit against Bama, you know, seeing the Kentucky transfer, she was probably, if you wanted to look at some of the brighter spots for the team, she certainly was it. Cajuns had three hits last night. Jordan Campbell, the Texas A&M transfer, was uh, one of them. She talked to us after the game and, you know, she she feels like it's early in the season. Cajuns have a long way to go. But can they still reach their ultimate goal? Is the talent still there? She, she referenced, you know, Women's College World Series is in June. You know, we got a lot of work to do. I was like, well, wait, wait Women's College, what are you thinking about that? I asked her about it after the game. You mentioned the World Series. How good do you think you guys can be? I feel like we can make it. I feel like we can make it all the way. If we continue to work hard and learn from these games and keep growing, we've got a lot of potential. We've got a lot of talent. And if everything goes our way, I definitely think we can make it there. And then even from like a, like it doesn't seem like even with some of these losses, uh, it doesn't seem like the confidence is down or anything like that. Like you still seem very confident in, uh, in yourself. Like how do you how do you like that, especially for a young group where yeah. that can waver sometimes? We're definitely young and we're hungry, and I feel like we're taking these opportunities and we're growing from them. I mean, it's only a loss if you take it that way. If we can learn from it and continue to grow and um, continue to keep battling, then I mean, it's a win in the end. She seems upbeat, you know. I, Coach Glasgow, he's he is. Um, He, he admittedly struggles with, you know, patience. It's something he said he was going to need to work on for a team with a lot of newcomers. And, I mean, it, hey, it's early in the season. Obviously, you see some talent there, but they obviously have some growth to do. And, you know, after you play LSU on Sunday, you have three games left on the schedule against Texas, two in Lafayette, one in Austin. Uh, later this month, but you know, after this weekend, the rest of the weekends are all conference play. I say that you have that one weekend where they go like to the Midwest, but it's not a weekend. They, gosh, they're playing like St. Louis on a Monday and Illinois on a Tuesday and Indiana on a Wednesday, and then travel to App State. That's during the uh, the spring break. <laughs> Crazy travel. They also have a game against Houston a little later this season, but all midweek. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. We've got a lot happening. So softball's here on ESPN Lafayette. Men's basketball and baseball will be on News Talk 96.5 KPL tomorrow. You know, men's hoops. i tell you what, yesterday <laughs> they have that big, big lead. 
looking good, kind of rolling. Up what eleven with three and a, three three forty to play, and then slowly but surely, UT Arlington starts chipping away, and starts chipping away. And even with a at best questionable reversal in terms of who knocked the ball out of bounds, the Mavs had a shot to tie it with two seconds left inbounding the ball. And, and the Cajuns' defense was great on that. And the Cajuns' defense yesterday was good. But, you know, I talked to Coach Marlin yesterday. I said, give me one word to describe this season to this point. He said, frustrating. There's no other word that's, that could better describe what it's been like. You know, they lost nine conference games. They had a lead in eight of those nine losses with eight minutes or less to go in regulation. Sealing the deal. Slamming the door, finishing, that has been one of the big issues. And it was it was yesterday. You know, they missed some free throws late. And then, I'll tell you what, the Mavs, they, they were up there. Got a guy at the line for an and one. And if he makes it, he cuts it to three. He gets his own rebound and then misses a little bunny just right a few feet away from the goal. I mean, the Cajuns, as, as good as they were defensively and as, as well as they played without Kobe Julian for – Jeez, what, 36 minutes? They struggled, but they survived. You survive in advance. But now they got the one seed in Texas State, and Texas State who is riding nine-game win streak, Texas State who is, you know, if if they end up winning the Sun Belt Tournament, they'll be probably a 15 seed, maybe 14, probably 15 and anyone else wins it, they're likely a 16. There's some teams that if they win it, you know, they'd be in the, in the, in the play-in. As I said to start the show, it's like the, it's not just a Sun Belt. If you look around at some of the other mid-majors around college basketball that maybe at one point in time would get multiple teams in the tournament because they would have a conference tournament champion and an at-large bid, and it has evolved more and more and more throughout college hoops to make that increasingly difficult. I mean, heck, a couple of years ago, Cajuns were, what, 27-6, and six, and they lose in the tournament, and they they didn't really have a chance to get into the NCAA tournament. They were good that year, really good. I mean, 27, I think, is what, still the, the, the single-season school record for wins. Didn't happen. The Sun Belt, like many, at one point in time, you know, what was it one year they had Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee both get in? Feels like an eternity ago, considering neither of those schools are in the Sun Belt anymore, but times change. But uh, Cajun Hoops will play tomorrow, and as far as, like, you know, what comes next, I mean, it, it feels it feels like it feels like this is, this is maybe it for Coach Marlin, unless they make a run and win this thing. 12 years, 500 record. He's got one year left on his current contract, buyout is $200,000, but if just you get the sense that that's where this is heading. But as I talked to him yesterday, his focus is just solely on the next game. What else can he do? What else can the team do? They got Texas State tomorrow, and if you, if you, if you upset the Bobcats, well, now, if you can beat them, then you can beat anybody in and there have been a couple of upsets already in the Sun Belt. I mean, Little Rock beat South Howe. Who saw that coming? Of course, it's not a big shocker because 
as I said yesterday, in terms of this tournament this year, watching the Sun Belt and Hoops this year, it, even though Texas State is the favorite, nothing will really shock me in this tournament. Nothing. Emails, you can email me, scott at espnlafayette.com. You can tweet the show at espnlafayette. Let's see. Derek emails me. Scott, do you know the line for the Cajuns at Bobcats game? Um, boy, I don't. Let me look that up for you. Let me look that up for you. Give me a second here. I'm guessing maybe Texas State, like, Minus six, if I had to guess, maybe. All right, let me look it up. You would think Google would pull this up quicker, but it just ain't happening. It's pulling up a bunch of stuff from the last time they played. All right. By the way, yesterday the spread was what? Cajuns minus three? They won by three. Looked for a while like they were going to cover, then it was the push. All right. I I will, you know what, Derek, I I cannot find this this damn spread anywhere. Anywhere. I'll look forward for you during the break when we come back. We'll welcome Brad Topham on the show. Cajuns Eagles, UL versus Southern Miss this weekend. Last time they'll play each other in the weekend series as non-conference opponents. And as, you know, talking to Coach Babb earlier this week, how good is that for the conference? It's huge. Now it opens up another weekend because they play. It, it, in some ways, it feels like a conference opponent because they play every year. But we'll talk to Top next about that and more. Color analyst for UL Baseball. Don't go anywhere. This is the Great Scott Show coming at you on a Friday. Give me all you got. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $69.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Stop by Church's for the high-flying flavor combination of our Texas tenders and shrimp meal today. It's butterfly shrimp alongside made-from-scratch Texas tenders. Serve spicy or original for six bucks. Church's, welcome to the great state of flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. Hey, remember how 20 years ago I switched to Progressive? Well, now it's the future, and I used all those savings to buy this new hologram phone. Because, you know, it's the future, and everything is holograms now. 
So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Do you want the best for your car? Then fill up with premium at Circle K. Circle K Premium is our best fuel with double the cleaning detergent, protecting your engine from corrosion and damage so it can work at its best. And that, my friend, increases your mileage for more cha-ching in your pocket. Plus, when you fill up with premium at Circle K, you can save up to 20 cents per gallon. Offer valid Thursdays or Fridays at participating stores. For details, visit CircleK.com. Circle K, how convenient. I'll bet you're writing fewer checks these days, and that's a good thing. A very good thing. Coming up next from Home Bank. Protecting your identity is important. And when you make a payment with a paper check, you're basically handing over all of your personal or business information and your bank account number. While you may find an occasional reason to write a check, if it's possible, pay with cash, debit, or credit cards, or with your phone's mobile wallet. That will help you stay ahead of the identity thieves and protect your finances. Learn more at home24bank.com. As the oldest bank founded in Lafayette, HomeBank has had a front row seat to the progress of local entrepreneurs and business owners. I'm John Bordelong, President and CEO of HomeBank. It's rare to have a company history that spans 113 years. We're Lafayette's bank since 1908. And while we embrace all the latest technology in the banking industry, we know what truly sets us apart is our people. We're your friends, neighbors, and trusted advisors. Good for business, good for life. Home Bank, member FDIC. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes. Their age. The way they speak. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. What's up, Acadiana? This is Rich Eisen. Check out the Rich Eisen Show every weekday from noon to 3 and get your sports fix right here on ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is the NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome in. Back into the Great Scott Show. I want to remind you guys about Patty in the Park. St. Patrick's Day. We're less than two weeks out. Park International location for Patty in the Park. Sponsored by Bud Light, Next and Go Auto Insurance. Clay Cormier, Wayne Toops. And then a trio of um, groups or artists, summer groups that were very popular back in Brad Topham's day. Rob Bass, Quad City DJs, Tone Loke. Get all your tickets now for $20 at every Legends location or online at eventbrite.com. Tickets will cost you $20 in advance, 25 day of, so get them now. Patty in the park. This is ESPN Lafayette, and joining us now is the color analyst for Louisiana Rage of Cajun Baseball, the host of Top's Take, the owner of the Jambalaya Shop. That would be Mr. Brad Topham. Uh, by the way, Shrimp Jambalaya back happening. It is Friday for those of you that practice 
Catholicism and try not to eat meat on Fridays. Uh, just throwing that out there as a PSA. Good morning, Brad. What's going on, man? Uh, doing exactly what you're just talking about, getting shrimp ready and everything else. So, um, by the way, to the real quick, Derek, who emailed me about the line for Cajun Hoops tomorrow, it is not up yet. That's why I couldn't find it. I've looked on three different sites. They don't have it up on any of them. So uh, my guess will be Texas State, maybe minus five and a half. That's my guess. We'll see. Uh, they're 12 and 11 against the spread this year. Cajuns are 11 and 13. For those that are into that kind of thing. But, Brad, let's talk Cajun baseball now for a moment. Uh, they're taking on Southern Miss tonight. Last series with the two when they're not conference opponents. And, you know, I let, let's start with the pitching. The fact that Tommy Ray is the starter tonight, I don't think that's a surprise. Ben Etheridge, by the way, the righty going for Southern Miss. Saturday, TBA. Sunday, Jeff Wilson. Were you surprised or were you expecting that when they announced the, the, the weekend rotation yesterday? Well, the surprise for me would be Jeff Wilson being who he is right now. I did not expect him to be as good as he's been second trip to the order. Tommy Ray doesn't walk people. And right now, that's the biggest detriment to Cajun pitching staff. So those two, no. Um, and Peyton Havard, who I expected him to lose his job, it's great, on, but it was Wednesday. So I'm not sure which direction he's going to go. Yeah, Havard did look good uh, the other day, and now I, he wants to maybe see who you know how many they throw tonight, get a feel for it. I was talking to a former Cajun pitcher yesterday, and I won't I won't say his name on the air because next time I'll have to ask him. I want to make sure, but you know he played for Roe back in the day. He was a pitcher, and he lives in my neighborhood. And uh, he was we were talking yesterday, and he's like, "It's crazy how different Degs and Robe is in terms of like like what." they prioritize more of. Not that Deggs doesn't prioritize pitching at all or, or Robe never prioritized hitting. We know that would be hyperbole. But, you know, with Robe, it was so much about, all right, we, we, we want to solidify who is going to be the rotation. We want stability here. We want to do it. We want it to settle. And, you know, we're going to bunt somewhat hitting. But he, he just pitched count everything. Robe was, you know, he was that pitching mind. And Deggs, you know, he's got guys on staff that are handling it. But so much of it is you know, aggression and hitting in just a totally different style than Robe. And while, you know, the, the backstory of how Deggs came to be the head coach of UL, which, you know, looking back at it, there really was, it, it was, it was the most obvious and correct choice, you know, top, you know, cage of baseball as well, or better than anybody. What are the biggest differences, you know, maybe a little deeper than what just we see on the surface between Robe and Deggs as head coaches? So, Scott, how you raise your children will have some basis on how you were raised and how you look in the mirror at yourself like, hey, I wish I would have read more as a kid. I wish I would have studied more. You know, I'm glad they didn't punish me, but they should have. You know, things like that. So I think people fail to equate the fact that Robichaud was a pitcher. What do pitchers want? Pitchers want a longer leash. What do hitters want to give pitchers? No leash. So Deggs has a bullpen, and Deggs uses his bullpen. Robichaud would give pitchers longer leash, let him pitch through it. And I think a lot, I think it's your development in the game has to do with the position you played, and it shows. Deggs is an aggressive, hard-nosed baseball player, and what, what is he, how's he coach? Aggressive, hard-nosed. 
And I think that's what people have to realize. Your development as a player is like your development as a person. You will treat people or raise children the same way you were raised or treated and the things you'd like to see different. And that's, I think that's really all we're looking at. Diggs uses his pin, and Diggs is going to be aggressive, uses his bent, keep a guy who's ready. And, man, it's funny, and I'll give you the best one, Mason Zambo pinch hit. And I admit it on the air immediately. I made a judgment call based on the statistic, as in big, left-handed, strong freshman. You're not bringing the kid in the bunt. He bunts with two strikes, and it's perfect. He came from a good high school program, good coach, get a good mechanic. He bunting. Deggs believes in that, and he's going to use everybody, whereas the pitchers, it's a quick hook. It really is a quick hook. ESP and Lafayette, it's a good point, you know, looking back to how they played the game. Um, in terms of the aggression on the base path, Cajun's sixth nationally right now in stolen bases. 26 on the year. They're 26 of 28 in stolen base attempts. How many uh, attempts are you predicting for this weekend against Southern Miss? You stole 13 bags in two days. I don't think you'll attempt 13 steals this weekend. Southern Miss has a good catcher and a really good pitching staff. You're not going to get on base as much, and they do a better job of holding runners. Northwestern's guys were kind of like pro guys. Leg kick, let it rip. And Deggs was running with abandoning with no respect for the opponent. And I mean that, you know, polite way. Um, I don't expect to see as much. But, Scott, the stats you can't find, how many base running aggressive things cause errors by the other team? We've seen in two games against Northwestern, they threw three balls away. And just because they're worried about base stealing, they're, they're throwing bad pitches and rushing to the plate because they're worried about base stealing. So for me, it's not just the base stealing. It is the alteration of the opposing team's mindset and game plan that's causing as much of a problem as the actual extra bases. Brad Topham, our guest, ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports, 103.3 on the FM, 1420 on the AM, streaming worldwide via the ESPN Lafayette app. If you're listening via the stream, that's brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. You mentioned the Golden Eagles uh, pitching. You got Ben Etheridge tonight. Now his, his 1-0 is ERA a 6. And then I'm looking at the Saturday and Sunday guys, uh, Hunter Riggins, ERA 0.82. He's 2-0. and um, you know, Hunter, Hunter, uh, Waldrop, uh, want to know ERA 0.87. So, uh, you've done a little more digging than me. I, I'm guessing Etheridge maybe just had one bad outing, but you talked about Southern Miss's pitching being really, really strong. What makes them special and what makes them, uh, I mean, they're, they're probably the biggest reason uh, the Eagles are six and two right now. Yeah. The Eagles are six and two, but, um, it's, they're bringing back a lot of pitching that was good last year. They had more hitting. This year, they're, they're just got their veterans, and they have a bunch of arms. Um, it, it would basically be like if the Cajun pitching staff from last year came back this year. You have veterans with talent. Take, um, we struck out 15 or 16 Wednesday, and six sophomores through. If all of them come back and take a natural progression next year, that's what our pitching staff will look like. So, Southern Miss is going to be carried by arms. And, no, the effort thing, that's just, Scott, that's a bad outing. 
From a hitting standpoint, Cajuns are averaging 217 at the plate. Uh, Southern Miss, 284. What is the biggest struggle in your mind at the plate for the Cajuns, and what is the biggest strength to this point? So the biggest struggle is the guys that were veterans that you expect to take that next logical step haven't. You have Tyler Robinson had his first good game. Bobby Ledet, line drive, short hop, outfield wall. Those are two, and that's the first time I can talk positive about games for them at the plate. So they haven't got it yet. That's a problem. And I think that's just the biggest issue right now. Uh, you lose Max Marshog, but Will Vayon has stepped in. You got to interview that dude. I'm telling you, think of any Chuck Norris joke that's toughness, and that's Will Vayon. I think the ball says out when it hits him. It, 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 it's incredible. Um, Rockaport's getting big hits. He's getting hit. They're getting on. They're not getting as many base runners, and I think that's what you need. The Lede, you need the the Tyler Robertson. Uh, look, the barge is coming. So there's, there's improving, there's better swings, but you're missing, you know, two veterans on a nine-man lineup, you're going to be in trouble, you know, when those two guys are struggling, unless two guys come out of nowhere. Well, they've only played nine games it's early in the season, but did you expect them to be a little farther along through nine games offensively? Uh, it, it's more of the younger the guys with the veterans, I was expecting more. So when you look at it, C.J. Wilson, 210. Robertson sitting 250. Kempel, I know, had a great first weekend, but he hasn't done anything since. Um, you know, Marsag goes down, and then you start going through. Jonathan Brandon, big home run, but two, two for 18 on a year. It's like that. You know, you're just, you're just not getting as many runners on. You know, your on-base percentage is barely 300. That's so for me, that's a, that's a big issue. Yeah, Rockfords look great at the plate. Everyone else, you know, they can, you know, you, you know, the ceiling is higher than what they've shown at this point, and they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be challenged this weekend. Southern Miss, uh, they've got some good arms. Should be a really fun series out at uh, M.L. Teagmore Field at yeah. Russo Park. Every game airing on News Talk ninety six five KPL. Now tomorrow. There may not be a pregame show. We'll see because Cajun Hoops is airing just before Cajun Baseball over on Newstalk 96.5 KPL. But you got Southern Miss this weekend. You have a game uh, at La Tech next week. They're ranked uh, at UNO. Then you got Houston coming. And, you know, and then conference play starts the weekend after that. But Coach Deggs wanted this team challenged early in the season. And to this point, you know, they've, they've faced some stiff competition. And, I would say over the next week, I don't know a ton about UNO squad, but certainly Southern Miss and La Tech and, and Houston. D- 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 what about Houston? I know I'm looking ahead here. Is Houston is Houston as good as the name would suggest this year? Because I, I know in the past I would just see Houston and then someone would be like, actually, they're not that good this year. I'm looking ahead, but how are the Cougars this year? They're okay. The, uh, Houston hasn't done as good of a job hit on Houston kids. There's so much talent in the city of Houston, people make assumptions like you would just think, oh, man, Houston. Because, Scott, 10, 15 years ago, Houston was, uh, I'm trying to think of a comp, they wouldn't be, it'd be Gonzaga the ninth. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're a national talent, but not quite there yet. They went backwards. So. I remember in in, uh, a different school, but uh, in in 2000 and 
um, five, I was living in New Orleans and, you know, it was like a shotgun, two-story, one, you know, you rent at the top, you rent at the bottom. The guys that lived below me all played for Tulane. This is back when Tulane was really good. They were all from yeah. Houston, every one of them. They were, and they would tell me about growing up and baseball in Houston, you know, this is early 2000s, so... I guess I guess you're right. I just I see the name and I think college baseball in my head and I think they're good. But sure, um, you know, I you, look as far as this weekend goes, that's the focus. Uh, Brad is uh, got color commentary on the mic tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday, and of course jambalaya shop that shrimp jambalaya. Hey, it's Friday, it's Lent. Just saying. Uh, anything else that's you want to? Anything else? Oh, at, of course. I mean, you got the the. I, I, it, it's not called a kiosk. You just call it like a stand. What's the proper terminology? I'm not bougie. It's a table. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got a table with a table called. It's a, a table. Time, it's a table. Brad, it's man, table. I, I appreciate. I appreciate you taking the time, brother. Enjoy the games this weekend, right, and uh, we'll see you soon. Enjoy the weather. All right. You got it. That is Brad Topham, and that is it for the Great Scott Show on a Friday. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. I'll talk to you guys Monday. Coach Glasgow, Coach Degg scheduled to join me. We'll see what's happening from the Sunbelt Conference basketball tournament. The Pelicans in action tonight and Sunday against Utah in Denver. Can they keep the hot streak going? We'll have plenty to talk about. Looking forward to it. In the meantime, don't go anywhere. The Dan Patrick Show is next on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Yeah, and it was